0: You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language.
1: All right, Billy Bradley, you finally have uh, put a brisket on the smoker and it turned out that your family ate it. You put a Boston butt on the smoker and your family ate that. And uh, it was your son's birthday, old... uh, uh Texas Walker uh Bradley was uh turned turned had the birthday this weekend and you made ribs. Tell us how the ribs were before we talked about anything NASCAR. How were they?
2: They finally turned out amazing. Oh, I, all
1: right. I'm not gonna say I still got it down
2: because I'm talking to two professionals here, but we're we're getting installed right. here
1: Well, I think Rob was would, would back me up on this. Um I, it, cooking ribs. We all can get better on ribs because uh, ri- uh, uh, smoking meat will make you humble really quickly. Um, <laughs> and the fact that you have ribs that you made at home and you're able to eat them, Billy, son, you had a couple rough months there, but I think you're turning the corner and starting to learn a little bit. It, it's fun to watch. It's like teaching a second grader how to field the grounder cleanly and do a double play. I, I'm I'm happy <laughs> for you, son. Um, and I tell you what, I, I'm really disappointed. I'm disappointed that you didn't have this opportunity to do it at Michigan International Speedway. Because I'm going to tell you something, Billy. That's a great place to watch a couple of races. And it would have been awesome if they had, had fans up there. The place is awesome to camp at. It's great to cook at. I, the the one time I went up there, I, I see what the deal is about going to Michigan. But I watched every lap of both races Saturday and Sunday, Billy. And I got to tell you, I was happy and satisfied, and I enjoyed every damn lap of both races. And and it's, it, I know the drivers hate this package or don't like this package and that sort of thing, but there was passing up and through the field. Uh, there was, was great stage endings. Uh, the restarts were unbelievably crazy. Um, and, 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 hey, we're getting close to the, to the cutoff and starting the playoffs, and you can tell it because guys up front, they want those playoff points. Kyle Busch still doesn't have a victory. He's got some some playoff points here, but he doesn't have he does a. Can you say that many. say that one more time? What's that? Kyle, oh, Kyle Busch doesn't have a victory. Is that is that is that what you want me to say again, Billy? <laughs> well, I think I lost Don't Billy. Um, but but Rob, uh, Saturday's race was action freaking packed. And I know the 6th yeah. team, and, and you said it last week, um, You before we go to the 6th team, when we did our Periscope Friday, you mentioned tires, and that tires were yeah. probably going to play a big, important factor in here. And i got to tell you something. It didn't take but about 30 laps to show that tires were going to be important. You had some tires that were courting, other guys. I mean, Brad Keselowski yeah. did some magic in here the The way that tire worked for strategy with the length of the race and the stage length, I thought was awesome. What does the tire professional think about how the tire
3: reacted up there um I'll be honest with you i I think it reacted as we expected mm-hmm. to the fact that there was braces before us definitely helped because the yeah. truck race showed high wear left front courting blah 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 um. And then there there was a the ARCA race before us on Sunday, or, mm-hmm. yeah, the truck race was before us, and then we raced, and then there was an ARCA race before us Sunday, and um, obviously, anytime you put rubber on a racetrack, tire wear gets better, yeah. So it helps things, but yeah, yeah um, <laughs> that that those tires behaved exactly the way we expected them to. Um, I think we've all have learned as we've gone running this this particular tire combination of what to expect and where that some tracks are going to be better for it than others. And you're you're exactly right. It definitely plays into your strategy to the point where <laughs> Scott came off the box to me at one point he goes, Um, I don't plan on pitting again is like when we were in a fuel window. He goes, I don't plan on pitting again, and if we do, we're only going to put rights on, if anything. And I said, he goes, you think they can handle it? I said, yeah, I think they can handle it. I said, you're going to get all you can, I said, I can promise you you'll get all all they have. Mm-hmm. I said, but you're – I said, they can handle it from what I'm seeing. He goes, okay, fine. He goes, that's all I need to know. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, we we got done the race. Scott goes, hey, um – think you can get tread depth off that left front. I mean we're on the tailgate. <laughs> yeah. Loading the car. He goes, Hey, you think you can get left depth off that left front? I'm like, uh-huh. sure man, whatever you want, bud. I'll <laughs> I'll take care of it for you. He goes, you know, just for our notes. I'm like, not a problem, man. Whatever yeah. hey, if that's yeah. what, if that's what you want, you got it, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. if it's gonna help us going forward, then absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well absolutely. It, everybody seemed to have a different the fuel mileage thing was crazy to me. I, there was, I mean, with this, Billy, are you back with us, bud? Yeah, I got you. Okay, um, I thought I I was, for a second. The, um, the the stage length, Billy, the race length, I thought was fantastic because we had fuel strategy, we had tire strategy, we had all kind of you know pit road strategy. It just, I, I just thought it was a just. I'll be honest with you, I don't know why we need to race any more miles than that at any stage. I think
2: race. we may need we may need a little bit longer stage one and two, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, oh. but could they not make run an entire fuel uh, race segment on one fuel stop?
3: Yeah, one and the two stage. you can make on one fuel stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you could run the whole stage yeah. on one and two. Um, but just bear in mind, if I recall, what was it, three hundred and twelve miles? Yeah. Uh huh. Well, the race is only 400 there anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 400. So I guess that's why. So, 400, so, 400, so, to be honest with you, 400 miles in Michigan is perfect. Yeah. Uh, i
2: drop of knowledge that you don't really even take into consideration that we really only shorten it by a little bit. I mean, yeah. I
1: never thought of it that way, but you're right.
3: So we shorted it 87 yeah. miles. I mean, it was
1: basically uh, yeah. a, a stage.
3: 87 miles two times. We shortened it at – we shortened it <laughs> – 160, 174 miles yeah. out of 800.
1: It, yeah. yeah, so okay. if it, it, which is nothing
3: yeah. in the grand scheme of things. But but, right. but if
1: you if you added it, if you made the stages, Billy, really, I think you're right. If you made the stages, the first stage and second stage a little bit bigger, where you have to come in and pit for fuel. Where I, you're I right you, out.
3: Uh, yes. I'll yeah. tell you what, where, where, where you make a difference there is you make those first two stages just out of range of fuel. Yeah. Like by ten laps. Yeah, I was going to say like nine, or laps, even ten laps, or something. even five. Like ten yeah. miles, like ten miles, or something like that. If yeah. you just, I mean, just out of reach, where you know, hey, if you catch the right amount of cautions, you could stretch it. If your guy's really good at saving fuel, crazy. You, you start yeah. doing crazy stuff like that, yeah. and now all of a sudden you get guys' wheels turning, and you know because there's uh, Michigan, and we've talked about this in the past. Michigan, people complain about fuel strat- or you know, oh, it's a fuel strategy race. Oh, it's always a fuel mileage race. You know what? Any race can be a fuel mileage race depending on how the costs fall. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Any race can turn. Freaking Bristol can turn into a fuel mileage race if nobody's wrecking. That's right. Absolutely. You hear me Yeah. And, and so, so fuel it, mileage- it's just one of those things. It's just some tracks lend themselves more to fuel mileage than others do.
1: I was very entertained both races, Billy. I, I you know, and. In- We were talking off the air, and I I think, okay, so seven cars went to backups after Saturday to Sunday. Well, if you do the math. Would you like to know who they were? uh, Yes. That would be amazing. Who were they, Rob? Give us a rundown.
3: Two Stuart Haas cars, the 10 and the 41. Yep. Both Both (laughs) Ralph Fenway cars, the 6 and the 17. Two front row motorsports cars, and the three. Yes. So, of those cars, and
1: I think it's pretty obvious that the ten and the forty-one reloaded. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to
2: say they're probably not knocking any other team, but the ten and 41's backup probably had a lot better equipment than
1: other primary. Than people who who started Saturday with their primary, yeah. uh, and and that we know that. But seven seven teams. Out of thirty nine, uh, is is eighteen percent. So we had you know nearly a fifth of the field Sunday started in a backup car. Well, you're you're not taking that backup car out and 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 pushing it real hard, real fast right off the gate. I mean, I so Sunday's race was a good race, Billy. It didn't have quite the action as we had because hey, we didn't knock seven cars out of the race on Sunday like we did Saturday. Um, but I got to be honest with you, oh. if I had only seen Sunday's race. I'd have been happy. I I thought the way that the the Michigan weekend turned out was fantastic. The only thing that was wrong in yeah. my opinion or or could have been improved on in my opinion, Billy, if they left everything alone, if fans would have been able to take advantage of that double header weekend up there, it would have been phenomenal. Oh. It would have been absolutely it would have been to have the music festival and the people camping up there. It would have been it would have been great. But I I thought it was fantastic um and I, and I have to say something right now. Mark Mazou Steele, who listens every week, will be. um, He'll probably make this my fucking ringtone when I call him, but I I got (laughs) to tell it to Kevin Harvick. Jeff Gordon couldn't do it. Tony Stewart couldn't do it. Jimmy Johnson hasn't done it. Dale Jr. couldn't do it. You look at all these superstars that have retired in the last five years, none of them did what what, um, Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers are doing right now at the age that Kevin Harvick is. And I got to be honest with you. Uh, This weekend just proved that Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers are the best team in the fucking garage. It's not Denny Hamlin and those guys. Those two guys over there, they are so in sync now. And the the fact that Rodney Childers kind of changed his his management style to to mimic what Harvick now does best is not only brilliant. I, I think it's paved the way for how crew chiefs are going to handle older drivers moving forward. Because I mean, let's say Tony Stewart barely got a victory in his last year. And he was one year older than Kevin Harvick, I believe. And he got it at a road course where he drove like Tony Stewart. And he just took the victory away from Denny Hamlin and and, and Dale jr. Didn't win his last year. Uh, Jeff Gordon snuck in one victory. Jimmy Johnson hasn't won in over two and a half years. It's, what Kevin Harvick has done is nothing short of—I mean, he's a top ten driver in my opinion. He's got 11th place. I don't know, um, I don't know why Kevin of... Harvick would
3: even think about getting out of the race car right now because he's driving like he's 10 years younger, so to speak. I don't. But I mean, I you get either. better with age, and Kevin Harvick's showing it. Yes. I mean, let's well, be call... I mean, the guy—the guy, the guy is call... cleaning the house. And why you would think about getting out of the car right now? Because everybody's like, "Oh, Harvick's going to retire. He's going to retire." Yeah. Why? Well, exactly. Jesus, it, Mary and Joseph. You think he's going to get worse? Not, I, not yet.
1: What were you
2: saying,
3: and Billy?
1: Absolutely. We
2: have talked about, you know, this thing of practice. Like, it's played into Kevin Harvick's hand. I think if we Do right this no practice, We Kevin Harvick
1: may sign another four-year
2: deal after this one runs out.
1: He shows well, hey, up why races, you goes home. Last year, I would have called you an idiot, Billy, and and, and, and I would have been wrong because Kevin Harvick is proving something that has been proven. Kevin Harvick is the the exception that proves the rule. An aging driver in his age group has been proven until Kevin Harvick that there's a steep decline. Well, not with Kevin Harvick. I'm not sure he's driven better, to be bluntly honest with you. The guy is a master craftsman. What he's done on the track, and what Rodney Childers and that group over there that they put together are doing, it's, it's magical. It's actually fun to watch. I'm not a Kevin Harvick fan. Everybody knows that. But, man, I love to see all systems uh, pointed in the right direction. That's a well-oiled machine over there. I, we all should be we all should be thankful that we're able to watch this type of thing because every time he gets in the car and he does what he's doing, it's history in the making. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is to see how he got his start, he got in the car because of Dale Earnhardt's, um, uh, you know, uh, horrific, tragic death, and so think about that, we had one of the, I mean, a a top two race car driver, top three race car driver, okay, so the best race car drivers, in my opinion, are Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, and Jimmy Johnson, I don't care who's one, I don't care who's two, I don't care who's three, that's the top three, well, guess what, you went from Dale Earnhardt, to, uh, as a top three driver, and now you already have a top ten driver in here with Kevin Harvick. That's damn impressive, and that is something that should be celebrated, and we all should be watching here. I hate Tom Brady's ass for the passion, but that son of a bitch is good, and I, and I'm glad I got to watch him play. I'm, I'm I hate that I've seen him win so damn many Super Bowls and beat the Steelers, but it's been a it's been a pleasure seeing somebody who is that damn good go out there and perform and compete at the highest level. And I'm going to say the same thing about Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick gets victory. He now has more wins than anybody in the season. Um, he's got six. He's he's well on his way uh, at this point right now. It um, I mean, if you don't have Kevin Harvick in the final four, you're just not paying attention, or you know something that we don't know, and you're under the, um, <laughs> the deep state the deep state cover. Great weekend at Michigan. I thought it was fantastic, and and I'm glad I'm glad we watched it. Um, Let's talk real quick here about this penalty that got overturned in in NASCAR this week. So, Billy, um, really the only penalty I know that's ever been overturned that was that was of any substance whatsoever is old Jimmy Johnson, um, and, and I think he got this was like probably eight years ago. They 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 got him after a race and they gave him a, the the highest penalty you can get because he had an unapproved car, blah blah blah. Uh, Rick Hendrick went around and got sworn affidavits. <laughs> from NASCAR officials that said this car is the same car that has driven uh, in, in previous races and has in passed inspection with no problem. Well, it got overturned. And they had like a 100 points or some shit, a $100,000 fine. They, they still had to pay the fine, which I think is bullshit. But they got all their points back and all this kind of stuff. Um, Chad Canals got his uh, uh, suspension lifted, and lo and behold, old NASCAR really stuck themselves. They, they shot themselves in the foot, Billy. There was a race team that went down to, to Daytona to test, and they're and, and, and they're going to take that same car, or they went to a, a practice. I'm sorry, they went to do a, a practice, um, uh, and and Labby Alex Labby. And, and his own, and his owner Mario Gosselin, took the car down there uh, to do a, to do a test for the sports car club of America and he's gonna take that same damn car to the Xfinity race at they told him, Billy and they were like, hey there's you, you NASCAR find him. but the appeals board overturned it. I, I, I have never, and this was a major L two penalty. How did they I, take
3: how did they take a how did they take a stock car to a sports car test? How does that even happen well it was it so here's what it, this is here's news what it means. Well, what they did is they had a um,
1: they, they used it for the Sports Car Club of America's GT One class two weekends ago at Daytona International Speedway. So what happened? They had a bunch of different a bunch of different cars on the track, okay? But because it was for a different because it was for a different sanction body, um, the uh-huh. National Motorsports Field Panel says it doesn't fucking matter. That they weren't there to test their infinity card. It just so happened that their infinity card fit both series regulations, so they overturned it, and they get everything back, and they're going to race this weekend. So <laughs> it's, I think it's pretty. Damn wow. Good. NASCAR's got a little. Wow, good. that is pretty good. Yeah, they did really good. And the fact of the matter is, when they looked at the rule book, and 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 the 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 panel, the appeals panel, used NASCAR's rule book. To prove to show it that they didn't they didn't violate any penalties. I guarantee you that will be buttoned up uh immediately if it's not already yeah. buttoned the,
3: up. But that's yeah, like the second I'm, time I'm, I'm already I'm gonna start looking for the email right now on a rules update on that.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what? I had a question when I saw that name, like Alex Labby. I wonder if there's any relation to Slugger Labby. I gotta imagine there is.
1: I've never heard of any Labby except for yeah. Slugger. So I would imagine that's that's it, but it's but they 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 take his owner, so they they took his point they gave his points back, and all that kind of stuff. And it just I, I just thought it was interesting because in in my lifetime, I know of two cases where an appeals panel in NASCAR on two very big penalties got overturned, and it was Jimmy Johnson because um, Rick Hendrick did his background and and, and got it done. I mean, he's spending probably a shit ton of money to make this happen. And then um, this thing here down there, I just thought it was fantastic. It was an amazing thing. I like to see the little guy win, and and they certainly did. Billy, Bubba Wallace, did you see Bubba Wallace's interview with Bob Pockers by chance? I
2: did see it. What do you think Uh, about Bubba
1: Wallace? He's got a new new personal services contract with, what is it, Champion and – uh, is it Champion or Columbia? Hell, I can't remember. Columbia. Now. Columbia. 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 Um, Perfect he, sponsor for his age group. Good, good sponsor for the demographic that that, uh, that Bubba Wallace represents. I get the impression, listening to him, that Bubba Wallace is a kid in the candy store right now. Everybody wants a little piece of him. <laughs> Bubba Wallace likes that shit anyway. The only person that likes it better than Bubba Wallace is probably Denny Hamlin. But... But Bubba Wallace is a strong second for liking to look at himself in the fucking mirror. But we got an ownership opportunity at RPM. Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! Here's what yeah. I can't get out of it: We find out here in the last few days that Bubba Wallace actually already had ownership of RPM. But, I mean,
1: I, uh, Billy, I have a I have a theory on that. You ready? I want to hear it. RPM was so fucking poor before the season, the only thing, I mean, they had to sell a bunch of races still, okay? They ain't got deep pockets right. over there. The only way they can keep Bubba Wallace in the season is say, hey, we're going to give you 5% stake in the company. It, it's its it, 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 every year you stay on, maybe we can give you some more percent, but in lieu of cash, we're going to give you a 5% stake in the company. Now, the value of RPM is, I mean, its its it's, it's something for sure. But it ain't Stuart Haas Racing. It ain't Hendrick Motorsports. It ain't, I mean, I, it's it's not the top tier level. But to give him ownership, right. I mean, he wasn't driving anywhere else. There's no other seats open last year. So, hey, Bubba, we're going to give you 5%. And if, as long as you're in the company, you'll get it. If you leave the company, I mean, you, you got to sell it back to us at a fair market value, blah, blah, blah. I think that's very viable for a small team that doesn't have any money. I, I think that's. Or, or, I'm sorry, it's a one-card team that's underfunded. They ain't got a bunch of cash laying around. That's an easy way to get it in. But now, when you get an influx of cash, because Bubba Wallace now is getting some national attention that I believe he should have gotten a long time before we had to turn into nooses and Black Lives Matter and that kind of stuff, Bubba Wallace should, in my opinion, have been sponsored a long time ago. But nobody really saw the potential, I guess, that was really there. But now, right. a lot of people are stepping up and wanting to be a part of this social social movement. What better way to do it than to get a, a guy who's been outspoken and, 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 and national news, and international news? I, I think now wow. Richard Petty Motorsports has got a little something going on. they got people calling them instead of them calling people. People are now calling them. Yeah. It, it makes sense to me that to keep a driver when you ain't got shit. Uh, Billy. You want five percent of my company? I'll fucking give it to you right now today. But you're gonna know about a hundred thousand dollars in taxes at the end of the year, and you ain't gonna have anything to show for it. I mean, I, I, a, how much of my company you want, Billy? Because you'll help me pay right. my fucking tax bill at the end of the year. I mean, if you, if your company ain't worth a hundred million dollars, giving up five percent, it may not be that big of a deal. Ownership not necessarily a good, you know, a good thing. But you got a bunch of money in your company. Okay, now. Now ownership happens to be a, a great thing, so I think he's going to stay at Richard Petty Motorsports. I think he'd be dumb to do anything else. If, if and and I don't want to put I don't want to put words. See, the I don't think I don't think I think
2: he may be wrong on this one. As much shit as I've given Jimmy Wags over Bubba yep. Wallace, you just mentioned all the reasons that you know Bubba Wallace years ago should have gotten all these sponsorships before any of this movement ever started. Bubba Wallace, the first. African-American driver, well, not the first, but, you know, come back in, oh, yeah. second place off his Daytona. He should have got the sponsorship right then when he was at. Not right now. That's my problem with it. Yep. And first, next, I think finding out that he already has the ownership into the company and, you know, Bubba Wallace is full of himself right now. He's got all this attention coming on him. I think somebody offers him a little bit more, you know, if he, 42-car offers him some money, I think Bubba Wallace is gone because half,
1: you just said it, half of nothing is still nothing. Okay. Uh, let me let me tell you where, why I think you're wrong, and it's, and, and, I, and I'm glad you've chosen a side, Billy Bradley, because we're going to find out soon enough. The only, the only thing that I could possibly imagine would go to Chip Ganassi is because Bubba has a relationship with McDonald's. Um, Chip Ganassi has a bigger relationship with McDonald's, okay, so I, I would, I, I think McDonald's would be fine to having um, uh, Bubba Wallace come over to the 42. That having been said, Bubba Wallace won't drive three more fucking years in NASCAR if he goes to the 42. He's not oh, good enough to go not. over there and, and drive for that team because he, he's emotional. The reason why Jack Rouse got rid of his ass is because he was being a little bitch. That's the only yeah. reason why he lost his ride at rouse Fenway. drive you think all of a sudden now he's going to go over there and change who he is? No. But Bubba no. Wallace can build something at Richard Petty Motorsports, especially now yeah. that his company is worth something. If I was Bubba Wallace and I had the <laughs> talent that Bubba Wallace did, I would say here's, here's my press conference. Richard Petty gave me a chance when I, it was a hard time to get a chance. I've stuck with Richard Petty. He's treating me like family. I feel welcome here. I want to be here. And I he want stuck to build something. That's yes, exactly right. I want to build something with the team and the man that stuck with me. That's how you're supposed to do business. I'm going to stay right here, and we're going to build this together. And if I loyalty, is a, wall, two-way loyalty is a two
3: way street. Loyalty is a two way street, guys, and that goes for it's uh, not just in racing. Loyalty it's not is just in racing. But think, listen, the root
2: of all evil is money. That's
1: right. True. I don't disagree. But Billy, we're going into this is pandemic epidemic year. There ain't no money next year. They better take what he's fucking got. And I'm going to tell you something: if he drives for three exactly. years at Richard Petty Motorsports, and he if he drives for three years for Richard Petty Motorsports, and he, and they, and they somehow get a fucking win, which is not out of the question, it's not out of the question no. that they get some better equipment and they get. Oh, some, you
3: I mean, still got a, you, you you've got a wild card race this weekend, and this you've weekend, got another one in two weeks. That's right. We got they've another one coming up. Listen, they've added two wild
1: card races to the schedule with the Drovele and the Rob. Oh shit! Damn it, Rob Lobes. I apologize. You're gonna use my word? You're I gonna apologize. We talked off air about my word. <laughs> Billy, I, he, I'm he gonna you that word when we move oh, on it. to this week's race. But that's all it's right. right. I, I, Billy, I, while we were calling you back, it's a little I teaser. Told, it's a little teaser. I told Rob. I said, listen. That's an amazing word. I'm going to let you say it first, and then after that I'm going to start using it. In fact, let's just skip over like I didn't say it. But you have the Daytona Road Course and the Charlotte Road Bowl. You added two wildcard races to, to, to the schedule. I think, I, I think Bubba Wallace should stick to his guns, stay where he's at, drive for three years, build that team up, and then get another fucking hot shot driver in there and do what Bubba Wallace does best and that's be emotional and talk to people. He will be a great ambassador for the sport. He can be involved in the team as an owner, and he can put somebody else in there, some new young hotshot coming up for Chevy or whatever. I think that's the best thing because if he races for Chip Ganassi, it's short-minded. He's going to make a little bit of money for a couple years. I don't believe he's got the talent to be there over three years, and I think he'd be making a, a big mistake because he's going to be out of NASCAR, in my opinion, in three years. If he stayed with an ownership as RPM, I think he can stay in NASCAR as long as he wants. And I think NASCAR needs Bubba Wallace to stay around and, and, and to be – I mean, the worst thing we could do is send him over to the 42 team and they fail. And I just quite honestly what, don't think that he can go over there and succeed. Go ahead, Billy. Well, we know NASCAR
2: is based on Cinderella stories. What better Cinderella story than going to a team that uh, just let a driver go using words that was – well not say should have used so that's the play if it goes anywhere that's where I see him going
1: Bill I'm going to say this right here right now the reason Richard Petty Motorsports has some influx of cash ain't because of Richard Petty they're getting an influx of, of cash because Bubba Wallace is there they got the rest of their season sold because of Bubba Wallace not because of Richard yeah. Petty that, that, that relationship well, as Rob Lowe said very eloquently sure loyalty is a two way street and I think if that team breaks up, Bubba Wallace is going to be—he's going to be regretting that decision the rest of his life. I think there's way more pluses to stay at Richard Petty than there is to go over to Tiffany Nassie. I just—that's—I just for whatever reason, I mean, I don't have any hard data and facts. I just put everything up against it. He did stay at Richard Petty Motorsports, and I think—I think it would be a lot better. Uh, Billy Bradley, we had um, the. the, the Let's talk about Brad Keselowski here um, wrecking his damn teammate. He just signs a one-year deal, right? He, he signs a one-year deal, and then he goes out there and he gets two. And, Rob, I want to ask you about this. We saw twice where cars got really close to each other, didn't hit each other, but the air over there spun the shirt out of and it's off the press. Did,
3: did you expect oh, that yeah, to happen like it did? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I want to say – I mean those cars. I mean that can happen anywhere. You know, yeah. you pull the air off that blade; those things can step out. They can get loose. They can get tight. I mean, arrow is a big deal all through the field. Yeah. Um, the really crazy thing about it is, is I'm wondering if that tracking compound didn't have something to do with it, because he got underneath his teammate going for the lead, and and the car stepped out on him, and he. He had to chase it up the racetrack. Got into his teammate because was underneath of him. But his, under, but his teammate, if I recall correctly, was in the paint. Yes. You know, his teammate was in the was 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 in the was in the traffic compound. So he's got you know maybe a tick more grip than his man underneath. And the car steps out. He's got to chase it up the racetrack. He collects his teammate going for the lead. Now both of them are on a trailer. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. You know, well, it's teammates, and it could have it could have happened to anybody. Yeah, because we saw we saw that happen throughout the race. Somebody get underneath somebody, the car get loose. They step out. They try to chase it. They might get into them. You know, and, and a lot of it wasn't as bad as the the, the two and the twelve. But well, you saw yeah. guys get damaged from getting into each other because they were loose. Yeah, because they get underneath one another. You know, the car step out. Because they're, you know, everybody's doing all they can. And you're driving it on the edge, yeah. So they're doing all they can. Thing steps out. You got to chase it. You know, you're out of the gas. You chase it. Oh, I just got into you. Yep. Okay, it's not catastrophic. But in the two and the twelves case? it, it ended was. both their days, and that, and that was a bad deal. In fact, they were teammates. Really, and Billy, but it happened. It happened, Billy. That 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 was the
1: best shot to give Kevin Harvick some uh, some competition there. Uh, Absolutely. They, those those, those too, two cars knocked each other out. I'm
2: sorry. Go ahead, Bill No, I was, I was going to agree with you. That was two cars that were running good and could have went, went, well contended to Kevin Harvick for the, late, the win.
1: The Fords had some speed. The Fords have had some speed. The Toyotas have, is, uh, definitely has uh, a resurgence here, Billy. I think the most impressive thing for me is the lack of ability for the nine, the eighty-eight. And, and and the twenty four, I, I I hate to bring Jimmy Johnson, in. Jimmy Johnson actually did fairly decent. But but we the nine and the eighty eight have got victories this year, and I I'll be damned. I thought they would run up front a lot better than they did, and they didn't do it, Billy. I, I, and I I think they started off the year hot, obviously, but the Fords and the and the Toyotas have definitely caught up, and I, I don't know what the difference is, Billy. I I, I don't know what it is, but. Chevrolet has taken a vaccine here
2: the last three or four weeks. Very much so. You know, I guess the last time we've been talking about Chevrolet was, you know, I guess Austin Dillon's win, you know, and especially Hendrick Motorsports, the three you just mentioned. And the 9 and 24, they've been extremely fast, you know, the first couple of weeks of racing, you know, and then yeah. practice. But uh, the races, they seem to lose speed. So. Chevrolet's got to find – they've got the edge this year. They're supposed to have that extra – edge with that nose but it's sure not
1: showing it so far it's supposed to i don't see it and um it's certainly it's certainly a cause of concern in the chevy camp as far as i'm concerned let's let's switch gears literally and talk about this daytona road course rob lopes um this is the first time that nascar has driven on that daytona road course and here we go, Bud. What are your initial thoughts? What do you what do you got going? On? I mean, it's only the second robo I've ever seen in my entire life. Um what do you what do you
3: think about just going into it? I think it's going to be we are dealing with a completely different animal. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is is the map comes out and we're looking at it and you know, uh obviously the big concern originally, you know, initially was the Speeds coming off of NASCAR 4 down the front stretch and into that hard left-hander into the infield. And they were worried about speeds hitting, you know, close to 200 and trying to get, you know, slowed down and make that left. And uh, so they put a Cetane in to help slow them down. Well, if you look at the overhead, you look at the map, it looks very similar to the Roval at Charlotte, you know, from the layout and the corners and the way they go through the infield and that, to the point where it's just a bigger version And, uh, there was a term coined in our little world over there, at Ralph Fenway in the six shop that we just started calling it the drovel. That would be the Daytona rovel. And, um, we're going to, we're going with that. And, um, it's, uh, like I said, it's a different animal for everybody. Just for the simple fact is we're not, we, again, no practice. There's no experience on there. It's not like we've been there before. Hey, we've raced this. We've done this. You know, okay. Uh, everybody's looking at it, you know, from a different perspective. Okay, it's going to be much faster. You've got this much more banking. You've got to do this. But you've still got to do basically the same thing. There's still a chicane on the back stretch. There's yep. now a chicane coming off a four. Um, it, it's just a bigger version. It's almost like Dover and Bristol. It's just a bigger version. You know, Billy. <laughs> so we're going to see, not to mention the fact let, let's not forget this. We are in Florida in August, and as everybody knows, that rain, rain usually comes just like when you're in the south, when you're in the southeast, rain comes in the afternoon. Yeah. Whether it's yep. forecasted or not, it usually rains. Well, there ha- we have not raced a cup race in the rain in the United States. Okay? We in the could. United States. In Japan, in Japan, we ran in the rain once. Yeah. We have not raced a cup race. Now Xfinity has, and I believe the trucks have also, but I know yep. Xfinity's raced in the rain. Yep. The cup cars have not raced in the rain. We practiced in the rain at Watkins Glen many years ago. Mm-hmm. But we have not raced a cup race in the rain. This could be the first time that happened. So really, it's it be will be way cool. When I looked at the Daytona
1: road course, I, and, and by the way, the first time I heard the word drovel was from Rob Lopes. It was—I—I I, I love the word drovel. Okay, when I, I looked it. at the the road course layout, Billy, it to me turns one, two, three, four, you know, five, six, seven, eight. That little thing—it looks like a whale's tail. And if you were to take this, the Charlotte. Um, speedway, I, Charlotte. When you make that, when you come down there and going into turn uh, the the oval, turn one, Billy, and you turn left, you got a long ways to kind of go down there. And then on the back, when you're coming back towards, you know, the, the middle of turns one and two on the oval, it's pretty long. Uh, this isn't. This is is coming into that turns one two. I'm not sure that when they get into what what they're calling turn three, Billy. I'm not sure what they're calling turn three. Is. That little chicane that they added in the end, I, I can't, I, in my head, I can't see how anybody's going to make it. Okay. I just, it just, <laughs> it just looks goofy tight to me. And it, it is, it's very, very similar to, to Charlotte. Okay. It's very, but this thing has some pretty damn tight turns and, and, and I know it's, it's Daytona and they're going to be longer. It's a 3-point, uh, what is it, like a 3.2-mile road course or something like this? I, I, a 3.61, yeah. I'm sorry. I am very excited to see how they go down in there, Billy, because I, I, looking at the map, it just, to me it looks more difficult than the Roval, even with that little chitane on the back. I, that whole thing looks like a mess, Billy. And and I have you seen the road course layout, Billy?
2: I have, and I don't want. I I'm not going to make any excuses for these drivers because I've heard they've all been in the simulator all week. Alex Bowman was bitching and whining there at the <laughs> beginning of the week that he had a 7 a.m. set up for the Chevy simulator to run yeah. the, the Daytona Road Race. <laughs> Boo, fucking who? You're running it. I mean, you're getting wow. practice. So
3: seven o'clock. Um, you, got, <laughs> you mean you got to be somewhere at seven?
1: Robin, Ale- what time you I'm get there. up every day?
2: Please. Alex, what time do I get up every day? Yeah. 4.45. Billy, what time do you get up every
1: day? 4.30 to 4.45. I feel like a piece of shit because I get up about 5.30 every day. Sometimes 5.15. I get up about 5.30 every day. And and, and that's, a, that's a normal day. And to hear have to get up at 7 a.m. to go into that
3: thing. It just, I it just makes me laugh. It literally makes me well, laugh. all I'll say is this: to complain about getting up at seven a.m. That's a first-world problem, my man. Because I can yeah. guarantee you this: a loaf of bread costs the same for you as it does for me. But I guarantee <laughs> there's much, there's a few more, there's at least two more commas in your bank account than there is mine. If I was I guarantee- Alex Coleman. Baldwin-
1: I would tell him to keep his mouth. Open or at least twice. one
3: more comma. I'll, I guarantee you, there's one more comma in his bank account than there is mine. I, 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 I wouldn't see it. So if you got to be somewhere at seven on a weekday, <laughs> you know what, yeah. man? One day. And I hope you can make it. I'll tell you what, bro. If things are that tough for you. I'll meet you at your coffee shop. I'll go ahead and (laughs) take my lunch early and meet you at your coffee shop and buy you that mocha latte with double froth or whatever you need so you can make it to the simulator. Come on, now. Let's be honest.
1: Hey, let's look at the top ten here real quick, um, or the starting lineups here, which I thought was really interesting. you got Kevin Harvick. Then you got Hamlin Truex and Kyle Book uh, with Joey Logano in the top five. So if, if we do the first three rows, you got Stuart Haas, Joe Gibbs, Joe Gibbs, Joe Gibbs, Penske, Stuart Haas. Uh, That's going to be interesting on on the starting lineup. But Hendricks, uh, Chase is actually seventh. I've been giving him shit. He's actually seventh. Um, Jimmy Johnson is going to start 11th. Austin Dillon's going to start in the top ten, and so is Matt DiBenedetto. Um, Kurt Busch rounds out there at eight. That's the top ten. But you've got a lot of different names in here than than I would not necessarily at the beginning of the season. Of course, this season's crazy, but I mean, I wouldn't have picked Eric Almarola necessarily to be, you know, where he is right now. I don't know that I would have picked Matt Benedetto. I certainly wouldn't have picked Austin Dillon to be where he is. Um, and uh, you guys start off 14th there in the 16th. Um, yep. uh, Rob is starting uh, 14th. Oh, and, and by the way, you got some sponsor news. You guys uh, sold all of the, the races that you had this season. Uh, congratulations yep. over there. That's a that's always a, yeah, a that's good a thing deal To have that's a little bit a of cash, absolutely. Um, let's talk about Matt Kenseth real quick. If you remember when he came in, I said, "Listen, I think he's going to race great at Darlington," and then after that, I'm not so sure. And I think, Billy, I think that Matt Kenseth not getting some practice time is probably crushed the 42. Is that what do you think? The yeah. reason, uh, Billy, that, oh. that the 42 hasn't done so well with with Mackendall in it,
2: Well, a hundred percent. That's I think that's the problem. You know, he's jumped straight into yeah. a car after being off. I a hundred percent believe that's all his problem. But at the same time, when he jumped back in at Darlington, one of the toughest tracks,
1: he had a top seven, top eight finish. Yeah, he had top ten for sure. No, I think he finished eleventh if I'm not mistaken. I think he finished eleventh, but he was running in the top. He was running seventh, eighth most of the race. But I, I think if I, I think you could point right to Matt Kenseth and say uh, – and, 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 Rob, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say that you could look at Matt Kenseth and say, uh, practice has hurt Matt Kenseth. Uh, would that be a fair statement?
3: I think it would be, absolutely. Um, you, you know, he got back in the car cold, um, and obviously we are we're in a season now that, <laughs> that you'll – I, I would like to say hopefully never have to experience again with all the changes and you know, the stuff we're dealing with. And he got in the car cold, ran well. And he he stepped into a car that was already running well. Yeah. And yeah. It, it uh I don't think it's panned out the way everybody thought it would, and but we all know Matt can drive a race car. And of anybody course. that thinks he can't yeah. needs to have their head examined. I'm just going to say, the yeah. a man yeah. can drive a race car. So yeah. what's going on over there might be a chemistry thing. It might be, you know, hey, you, 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 they might even be thinking too hard on it. Let's be honest. They yeah. might even be thinking too hard on it. Hey, let's step back and let's get to the basics. Yeah. You know, I, it, it could be something that simple. And and to, and to piggyback on that, they released the crew chief of 42 was the last week. Yeah. Chad? Yep. They released him. Now, yeah. my question is, not to get down a rabbit hole about anything. Nope. But my question is, is why do you release a proven crew chief mm-hmm. for a driver that you probably only have in there till the end of the season? Yeah, I thought that was exactly. very odd. I, I thought that was very odd. That and seems I, odd to me. Unless I, they've got – I don't know what's up Chip's sleeve. Yeah. I think Anastasia there's more Schlieve? to the
2: story that – not being we're not being told there has to be
1: be. let's just say this right now there is something more to the story and 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 we don't know what it is but there is there is no this doesn't make any sense for for anybody uh but the reason I brought up Matt Kenseth is because I think we all were in agreement Matt Kenseth might come out and do pretty well and then he might slide a little bit but by the end of the season Matt Kenseth was going to be Matt Kenseth He's a
3: top-tier right.
1: driver. And it just hasn't happened yet. And we've got a new crew. We've got a bunch of things going on over there, a bunch of weird things. It's a weird season, and that's why it didn't really stick out so much. But I think this this whole 42-team issue that they have and all that, I I would look personally, I would look for for the 42 to start driving better Immediately, I, I really do believe that, and I'm going to tell you why, Billy. When Steve LaTarte left the 88, do you think, and we all said this, there ain't no way Greg Ives is going to come in there and want to do worse than Steve LaTarte. There's just no way. That team that let, stayed there with the 88 when Steve LaTarte left, all those guys had pride, Billy. All those guys wanted to show, hey, it wasn't just Steve LaTarte up here running. We love Steve. Steve is a great job, a great crew chief, but we're a team here. And we're just replacing a part. We're still the eighty eight team. And they went out and won two races. Okay? Yep. I don't it, just because the crew there were chief speedway left races, over there. But here
3: again, I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry. I said your hair looks nice. Excuse me, I had something on my throat. No, I, I didn't hear what
1: you said. No, what did he say?
3: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Billy, what the hell did you I say? I said they were speedway races. I
1: don't, I don't know.
3: we no. won we won three races that year. Listen, we won three races that year. Two speedway races and a rain short and fiend. Yeah. Moving on. That's right. Okay. but well, I, I will say this.
0: They won <laughs>
1: four races the year before. They won three races with a new crew chief. And they might have been Speedway. And But this fan didn't give a fuck. I don't give a shit if they ran the one lap past halfway and, and lightning struck a football that Bubba Wallace threw to the fans. And they, and they stopped, <laughs> stopped the fucking race. It was four well, races. Shit, it was before.
2: the last year your so. though.
1: No, I wish they would have done it the last year, but I, I'm not sure that had anything to do with the team necessarily. But that's, that's a different that's a different story altogether. Here's what I'm saying with 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 Matt Kenseth. Just because the crew chief is gone doesn't mean that team's not going to work any any less hard. Uh, if anything, they're probably going to rally around, and, and I would expect to see the 42 start finishing a tick better. I'm not going to say they're going to finish 10. Ten places better every week or anything, but I would expect to see. Let's watch this, because I would expect to see Matt Kenseth uh, in the forty-two drive a little better. All right, let's get back here to uh, let's pick some robo some robo winners here. I don't even know, rob How about a Droval, I'm winner. sorry, I'm sorry, uh, Rob Lowe. You have the Droval key off. Who's your winner? Who's your
3: who's your dark uh, horse? Wow, I'm going to tell you what, man. The fact that Kevin Harvick said. I'm a little nervous about leading the field in the turn one <laughs> at this point. Okay, we're not talking some, you know, Joe Schmo that's out of the stands. Yeah. We're talking Kevin Harvick said he's a little nervous about yeah, that. Yeah, Steve Grissom okay. didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you want to blast in the past, yeah, we can go that route. But my man <laughs> said, I'm a little nervous about leading this field in the turn one. Okay, yeah. that being said, if you're going to give me first pick, I'd hate to think I wouldn't pick Kevin Harvick. I will pick Kevin Harvick, and I'm going to pick. Oh, I man, I need a Ford that, I need a Ford that hasn't won. Um, Chris, Bush. Eric, Amarola. Damn it! I was going to try to sneak
1: Amarola in there. I think he's. Been, I think he's going to have a good fucking race. I, I think those are two solid yep. picks, Rob
3: Lopes. I know Kevin Harvick's yep, yep. a
1: little nervous, but. Billy, you know I'm not, Billy, know I'm not re- picking
3: on my organ. I'm not going to pick my organization, man. That's a kiss of I death. Know. Not to mention the fact that if something happens, I won't get in the hall of fame. I mean, <laughs> <That's> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I said that. that. I know you wouldn't take your <laughs> thing. Like. Not that that's I right. have a shot, but it's, it's, it's worth a laugh. Well, you know, if
1: you man. don't have a shot, if you do it, so it's good to stay on the side of, uh, <laughs> of, of, of air on the side of coffee. <laughs> Billy, who you got? Who's that's your right. or Who's your dark horse?
2: I'm going always out on the limb with damn, who was, Clint Boyer and Jimmy Johnson. God damn it, Billy, those are good picks too. I,
1: Clint Boyer is wow. I mean if he didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all. But he he seems to be doing decent. I I I, I had lost a little bit of hope for him there a couple of weeks ago, but not bad. The forty eight is, is a honestly, that, that's not a bad pick. We he he <laughs> the inaugural he holder, had to roll one until he went <laughs> forgot how to go drive. Yeah, he just forgot one turn, Billy. That was all. Uh, all those turns he made, he just forgot one, the last one. But uh, all right, so I'm up, and I think I would be crazy not to take somebody from Penske, and I, 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 mm. I, I want to take Billy. I, honestly, I want to take um, uh YRB. I want, I want to take Young Ryan Blaney, but solid pick. Uh, I haven't heard much from Joey Logano lately. And I feel like the Robo is a good place for a team like that to, to to crawl back and do things I have to flip a coin, and the coin says that I'm taking y r b so I'm taking young ryan blaney yep. as my as my victor. I'm really thinking about taking um a, a guy like matt Benedetto here um because i think he's i think he's going bring something interesting to the table, but I'm going off the fucking grid. I am going to take a Chevy. And I'm not going to take a Chevy you think I'm going to take. I'm going to take the number eight of Tyler Reddick. I think that wow. is, is getting ready to nice. come out here. I think he's got a – I mean, he's on the bubble, boys. And, and I think those, those guys over there are, are, circled this thing and said, hey, we got a good driver. He's learning. The Drovel – they probably called it the Rovel like an idiot. But the Drovel – is a place where Tyler Reddick might be able to do something. I think they're going to be aggressive over there. They've already got Austin Dillon uh, with the victory. I think that team really wants to get, and they got an artificial intelligence uh, booth over there, Billy Bradley Command Center. I'm going to pick Tyler <laughs> yeah. Reddick and um, and see what happens, and uh, and um, uh, and we'll go for it. So Rob Lopes has the four and the ten solid picks. Billy Bradley has a 14 and a 48. I would say that that is definitely a good pick. I'm taking the 12, good pick. The eight's a little bit of a wild card, but we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, Billy, I you had. Well, not, not a wild
2: card. The eight's definitely not a wild card going into this race with the the
1: robotic center they got filled up. Yeah, I mean I think it fits, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, Billy, you had something <laughs> you wanted to talk about as a. Uh, as a rant or something, I don't. What the hell you want to rant about? I don't. What is? It? Oh, okay, hold, hold on just a second. Give me a minute to get
2: back into the. Okay, because okay. we got to catch your breath.
3: Damn, he doesn't want people no, to this hear is
2: him a rant About several several people that I'm sitting very close to. <laughs> right okay, right. right now you all know I'm at a baseball game here in Bristol, and we just got an email today that. Schools have gone virtual for six weeks. They're probably up to December, but for sure or six weeks. Mm -hmm. I see several close teacher friends of ours posting on there how it's a good thing to do. Granted, Mm -hmm. yes, it may be a good thing to do, but it's not the right thing to do to say that, you know, you've had your kids out here, communicating, playing sports with all these other kids, taking beach trips, playing travel ball all weekend. But to close the schools down, and then we get an email that the schools are offering a daycare slash child care slash camp. You know, if they're good enough to go to
1: a camp, why are they not good enough to go to a classroom? Wait a minute, Billy, let me make sure I heard you correctly because I, I, I obviously misheard something. What I heard you say is that they're not going to school for at least the first six weeks. They're going to do online or distance learning, yet the school yes. is opening up to for child care or, or camps, daycare camps, for working parents. Is that what I understood you to say? That is 100%,
3: but it's not right? at the
1: actual school. It's going to be
2: at a uh, off site. I guess that's what covers the school at a higher ed le- learning center place that we have. That you know, it's got, kind of open. It's got a gym and stuff around. The, the kids can still be active, but
1: but it's still indoors. Bill, you know it.
2: mm, it, it's still indoors. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yes. indoors.
2: All indoors. I know exactly
3: what he's talking about.
2: Okay. But now
3: here's what here's the here's the kicker I had. All
2: these ones, these teachers that are complaining, are I mean, it was okay for them to take their beach trip. It was mm-hmm. okay for them to. I mean, four of them are literally sitting thirty yards in front of me right now, uh-huh. and that, they don't want they don't feel safe going back to school, having all these kids in their classrooms, but they felt safe going to the beach. They feel safe sitting right out here in the stands with
1: not a mask on. Uh-huh. Billy. Uh, let me tell you something. Do those four people listen to this fucking podcast?
2: No, that's why I
1: had the We can only hope. damn it. I wish I knew who they were. If I was on Facebook, I'd go through all of Billy's fucking uh contacts and find all of them that were teachers. <laughs> I mean,
3: I I'm a, I do not do that shit, but
1: it's maddening no matter and I, and hell, every school district in America I think has a different protocol. Uh and, and the fact of the matter is, Rob Lopes, I gotta give you I gotta give NASCAR and you guys credit. You guys are doing it right, man. I mean the baseball players yep. can't get it right. The NBA has to live in a bubble. You guys are at least living your life and following the protocol and so far knock on wood. So far you guys are doing it spectacular. I gotta hand it to you. And yep. um it it seems it seems odd to me that the rest of America can't notice that, Billy. Doesn't that seem odd? They have to
2: notice it. We're just blinded by a bunch of Fake news, you
1: know, you hate to use that term, but, I mean, that's exactly what it comes down to. Well, it's 100% fake news because um, everything changes. But depending on who, you you know what, let's stop this podcast right here because if I don't stop talking here in a minute, Billy Bradley, you're never getting out of that truck. You'll be divorced. And uh, Rob Lowe is going to be late for uh, – Rob Lowe's got to get up at 4.45 in the morning. Uh, so do you. Um, I'm going to sleep in to 5.30, and I won't have any problems. But let's oh. end this thing right here. Rob <laughs> be safe down there at the Drovel. The droble, uh, uh, Be uh, The droble. uh Rob Lowe's top uh, word to me. Be safe down there at the Drovel. i, I got to be honest with you. Okay, Billy, would you like to see a rain – would you like to see rain happening down there during the race?
2: Oh, yeah. I think it's
3: going to happen. Rob Just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. I don't want to to run the whole day in the rain. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to run the whole day in the rain because it can be miserable. But I'll tell you what, there's a – we could go on a whole other podcast about just going to a rain tire and the difference between the two, but that's for another day we can talk about over the winter when we're looking for something to talk about. That's The last 15 laps
2: under rain, I hope.
3: <laughs> that would be oh awesome my.
1: that would be awesome well listen we're gonna pray yeah. for we're gonna pray for um 25 laps of rain and uh and for everybody to be safe um everybody yep. wear a mask wash your damn hands be safe don't wear a mask <laughs> don't wash your hands i really don't give a shit but uh for rom lobes for billy bradley it's dad daddo. y'all have a good weekend see you guys
2: all, all well right there, see ya with all this craziness going on in the world right now we appreciate you spending a little time with us. Before you leave, take a minute and check out this new song by Guy L. Boom and Alex Hobbs. Here's End of the World. Yeah. GB.
0: Let's go. I'm turning off my TV. Shit's getting rough. All the service negativity. I think I had enough. I got my own demons that I'm still dealing with. And if you still want to be here, I gotta make one thing clear. Don't just say you love me. Show me. You say that you're with me. Then prove me. I'm really trying to find my feet. But it's getting scary off you. I don't wanna be alone tonight. tonight. Baby, hold me tight tonight. Oh, come on, baby. Make love to me. Like it's the end of the world. Oh, like it's the end of the world. Be another mistake when we might only have two days. Screw the critics, I just leave you love. Oh, they talk in circles, they don't know. Boy.